0: Welcome into to the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner. It is a Tuesday. It is Thanksgiving week. There are three games for us to look forward to on Thursday, which kind of complicates the way you have to manage your fantasy teams, which is why we are doing the show as quickly as we are today. Got a lot of stuff to get into. Waiver wire, Jamie's rankings got to get, get all this information out to you so you can make these decisions before Thursday. Jamie, I have to start with this since I am not going to talk to you between now and Thanksgiving. The top tier round one, pick one, Thanksgiving
2: side dish oh uh, for me it's it's the mac and cheese
0: let's go it's jamie a that's a great that is a great, that is a great a answer that is a great mac and cheese that is for me. yes mac and cheese number one hands down top pick no questions asked okay now we're on the same page to start the show let's get into it we have the waiver wire rankings uh to get into and jamie i have four quarterbacks to throw at you here Okay. According to Fantasy Pros' top four waiver wire rankings for quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Andy Dalton. Where where'd you like to go with this group of quarterbacks? I wouldn't. Okay, so let me let me try to let me try to.
2: None of those guys are in my top sixteen for next week.
0: If if you were ha- if you were in a situation where you had to pick one of these four guys to be your starting quarterback for next week in fantasy, it is Mac Jones, correct? No
2: really rel- yeah mac jones has not been a good fantasy quarterback
0: so you okay I, I i thought you were about to say it is reluctantly blank so who is it it's reluct- reluctantly
2: daniel jones but i don't really like any of these guys uh, so right now daniel jones is my qb 17 for next week andy dalton at q23 mac jones at qb 26 and who is the, the fourth person on this list trevor lawrence at qb 25 yeah.
0: Okay, so that's going to be a no from Jamie
2: uh, on that front. Hopefully, uh, you don't running, need a quarterback this week. I mean, the only, only yeah. two teams on by. I mean, you're only you're missing Kyler, and, but you've been missing Kyler, and you're missing Mahomes, but you're not missing a ton of uh, a ton of teams this week, at least.
0: Yeah, and I think the Thursday night games, uh, Dalton would play on Thursday, and I don't think any of those other guys play on Thursday this week. So you you don't re- you can wait a little bit to make a decision if you have to make a decision to to pick one of those guys up. Okay, the running back position, Jamie, Ty Johnson. Latavius Murray, Quadre Allison, Tevin Coleman, Rex Burkhead, the top five. Matt Breida makes his appearance on this list once again. I'm going (laughs) to give you an opportunity to talk about Matt Breida.
2: Yeah, I'm, uh, eh, I'm not going to talk about Matt Breida. Uh, Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman both intrigue me, obviously, with the, the sad Michael Carter news that he's going to miss oh, a few weeks here. Hurts. Uh, I expect Ty Johnson to continue to be in the same role he's been in and Tevin Coleman and a lot like what happened this week to take over for the the snaps that Michael Carter was playing. Both of those guys intrigue me. Latavius Murray intrigues me as well. Um, not not going to pick up Quandre Alliston or Rex Burkhead or Hilliard or Breida or these guys. I just, I just don't see a scenario where you're playing them outside of the the. Deepest, deepest of leaks.
0: So I believe on the Sunday recap show that we did. We were talking about uh, wide receivers and a yes. wide receiver came up and you said, I'm not picking up this player on the waiver wire. So that's yeah. where I'm going to start, because I believe that wide receiver was uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I believe, is the receiver in question that I, yeah. that you said. I'm, uh, don't ask me about him on yeah. Tuesday. Here I am asking you about him on Tuesday. He's number two on Fantasy Pros list. The other members of the top five, Van Jefferson, which, by the way, Van Jefferson's not picked up in one of your leagues by now. I mean. I'd be shocked. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Gantling, Jameson Crowder, Kendrick Bourne, and old friend Robbie Anderson in the top five.
2: So I've had a couple days to think about this since we've talked. Are you your mind? No, I was absolutely right on Sunday. I'm still not rushing to the waiver wire to pick up Marquez Valdez-Gantling. Uh, if, if you need somebody off of this list, I think Kendrick Bourne is a really intriguing option. He has been a pretty solid fantasy contributor now for the last month plus. Um, At some point, people will pick up Traquan Smith. I don't know how many times they have to continue making this argument at this point. But um, if you want to take a flyer on a guy, I mean, Nick Westbrook, uh, if A.J. Brown is gone, uh, Cedric Wilson, assuming that Lamb and... Amari Cooper are both out on Thursday. Uh, But to me, I I do think Kendrick Bourne needs to be rostered in more leagues. And I would pick him up over the Crowder's Valdez, Scantling's, Robbie Anderson's of the world. I thought for sure you were going to mention
0: the guy who comes in at number 17 on
2: this list this week, DeAndre Carter, because we talked about him. It's fine. Like you could pick him up, but I I just I don't think you're not going to start him. No, he's
0: – yeah, he's going to be just on your bench. And like he's a fantasy of,
2: relevant, but that doesn't sure. make him a starter.
0: Correct, correct. Uh, the last group to talk about here, the tight end position. Logan Thomas, Tyler Conklin, Adam Trotman, Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper. This is like a – every week it feels like the tight end position is a who's who of players that Jamie at one point during the season or, or preseason was like, yeah, that's a guy. You should have him on your team. It's
2: a, it's a who's who. Well, I, I would not pick up Adam Trotman because he's not playing. <laughs> So that I would avoid that one. Uh but Ingram eh Hooper eh like, I don't like any of these guys. Look, if Thomas is available, he looks like he's going to practice this week. If he does end up playing, I do think he's going to be right around tight end one territory. Conklin seems to find his way in that category. So those are two guys that I, I would say that you still could continue to look at. Uh, for deeper options, if you want to take a flyer on Juwan Johnson, I, I think it might be worthwhile to see what his role is going to be with Troutman out. Uh, Donald Parham has continued to have at least a little bit of a role for L.A. So those are two guys that I would probably consider over any of the ones that we just mentioned right now.
0: Got to be careful. Tight end, tight end Taysom Hill could, could return after that big contract that he got. What a weird, what a weird, can we talk about this?
2: People like to freak out about, particularly Taysom Hill. One, you got to love the, the the creativity of Mickey Loomis. This really isn't as big of a deal as people like to make it out. Are they overpaying him a little bit? Yes, but all they basically did was extend him for a couple more years based on the current money he is making with some escalators based on passing and from, uh, passing totals. Like it's, they got creative with it because they're they're manipulating the cap as much as they possibly can to keep their window open right now, and the creativity is notable. But these deals are not what they were. Like, remember that huge contract that he had, one hundred and forty million. Mar- yeah, guess what? It didn't. It wasn't that because it was a one-year like, deal. It was yeah, a one-year like deal with four void, void years. years. Yeah, and now two of those void years have been unvoided with this new extension, and there's another void year. So, like, it's really. It's just a lot of uh, kicking the can down the road on the cap. It's not as cr- these numbers that they thought oh it could be worth as much as no-, it's not going to be worth that. So it's
0: I not- find it funny. I, I didn't think you could unvoid something once it was voided. I think I thought once it was well, voided, it's a new that, contract. That-
2: well, technically, it's a new contract. Oh, okay. So, All right. so- his contract, his old contract will, that was automatically set to void, will now be replaced by an extension. This new this new deal. Okay. Correct. Well, I, so I was- will not have a dead I- cap hit. I-
0: you knew that yesterday I was driving and I was on the road, so I wasn't necessarily like looking at Twitter all day. And so when I caught back up and I saw it, I was like, huh, this is a very interesting way to go about this. A very interesting approach to it." and give them credit. This is what they do. Like Mickey Loomis, this is what he's done over the last three, four five years to just move around the cap so they at least can try to stay competitive so where they can try to stay relevant. I have one thing to tell the people before we get into your rankings. I know the rankings are always a big deal here on a weekly basis, but gotta tell everybody about our friends. Over at BetOnline it is Thanksgiving week. You got three games on Thursday that you can put some wagers in on. Head on over to BetOnline.ag and use our promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V and you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit so you can get in on the fun. Uh, you, can, you can put some wagers on the Thursday night football games. NHL is in action. UFC, boxing Even your favorite Vegas casino game. So head on over to betonline.ag to get in on the fun. Okay, Jamie, your rankings. We will start with the quarterbacks. I look here at your top four. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. I'm not. We're not doing this again. We did this on Sunday. We do this every week throughout the season. I'm not going to have this argument. Just uh, I think. Your apology. I think the the biggest story is you know you you have you have Cam Newton uh, in there as a QB one at QB ten, Kirk Cousins in there as QB eleven, and Joe Burrow round out your top twelve quarterbacks. The group right behind them: Tyrod, Tua, Derek Carr, Taylor Heineke. That's a very interesting group. That group intrigues me.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, there's some upside there. There's some strong matchup ability there. Like, 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 Tyrod Taylor plays at home against the Jets. You know, two has been actually a pretty decent fantasy option for you when he's been able to start and finish games at home against Carolina. You know, Derek Carr is going to need a bounce back game in that middle Thursday Thanksgiving game against Dallas's defense, which, again, has been opportunistic, but they've allowed a plenty of yards. And then Tyler Heineke uh, against the suspect Seattle defense on Monday night. But um, I'm, I'm confident with if you have to roll with one of those guys, I don't think you're going to hate it. Uh, the interesting thing for me about this ranking is actually my guy at number six, which is Russell Wilson, where I did not want to rank him this high this week he was outside of my QB1 territory last week and I kind of felt like I didn't want to rank him in there again but Washington's defense has been so bad and so fruitful for fantasy quarterbacks that I just couldn't you know, fault him any lower than this but uh, I understand if he has some hesitancy with Wilson at six and you know the guys right behind him like Rogers and Stafford and Dak and, and Dak would have been above Wilson if he had his complement of weapons I'm assuming with this ranking that both Cooper and Lamb do not play and again he's got a decent matchup he could still put up some numbers but you're asking a lot to get a top five performance at a Dak Prescott with Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz as the top options so you don't share
0: these rankings with me until they are they are published on the internet so I don't get a chance to see them until i know that they're up on the website and then i go over and i click on them and i make my notes for the show so when talking about the running back position i was like okay jonathan taylor has five touchdowns we've been talking about jonathan taylor a lot over the last probably five six weeks on this show where is jamie going to rank jonathan taylor this week is jonathan taylor going to acquire the coveted top spot in the position group so i clicked on the tab and I forgot who Jonathan Taylor was playing this week in fantasy, which is probably the only thing that is stopping him from being running back one this week. Now, he's running back two, and he's playing the Bucs with a just very good run defense. But that shows you that's probably the only thing that stopped you. It, and I don't know if this is true, but that's my guess, that that's really the one thing that stopped you from flipping him in McCaffrey.
2: Yeah, I mean, just McCaffrey has a better matchup just all around uh, than Jonathan Taylor right now. And actually, if you take a look at it, I published this a day early to kind of help people ahead of the Thanksgiving games because there are three. Uh, I debuted it last week, second edition of my my Flex 50. So basically the, my top 50 rankings in terms of player projections for total points in half PPR from this point forward. So uh, it's really useful for those of you that are fighting for a playoff spot because it accounts for bye weeks, it accounts for injuries, it accounts for all that stuff. You're just simply looking how many points can I get out of this player from now through the end of the fantasy postseason. That's what this ranking 1 through 50 does. And number one on the list is Jonathan Taylor. And so, I mean, that so... Obviously, I doubt you have many lineups where you're debating between McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor, but uh, I, it is a good call out considering the conversation we had on Sunday. Uh, it's interesting. The uh, the top really cute RB1 territory looks a lot like it should. Uh, You know, with McCaffrey, Taylor, Cook, Eckler, Najee, Chubb, Mixon, Elliott, Kamara, Swift, Montgomery, Barkley. Those are the top 12. Like, it kind of looks like the way you would expect. Um, I'm sure you're going to ask me about Saquon Barkley, who did not look great on Monday Night Football. Um, I do expect him to get a little bit more back into the fold. I like seeing the workload that he had. But again, this is kind of where he's going to be. Like, he's a fringe RB1. Like, that's what we kind of told you he would be when he came back, and that's what he is. So you probably don't have two better options on your team. Like Again, he's my RB12 this week, but uh, he is, you're not going to get draft day value for him. But if you listen to the show, you would have known that back in August. It's true. Like you he sh- to- Hell, you would have known that back in January.
0: We've been talking about that. Yeah, we've been on this for, for a little bit that we did not think uh, Saquon had any business going. And and to be honest, Jamie, and I don't want to completely rehash this conversation because it feels like we have it every like other week. But he has given you no reason to waver from that stance. Now, he has Correct. been hurt, but he but that was part of our reasoning was coming back from this injury. I don't know if you're going to get a full season out of him. And so he's been hurt. And then when he's been out there, he hasn't been super productive. And so when you add all of that up, he has given me no reason to waver off of my stance of he's not a entrenched in the top six running backs. He's just not. He's not one of those guys, um,
2: I think, in real life football and I think in fantasy football. I don't think he finds himself. Uh, I'm going I'm to be fascinated when we're having these conversations again in eight. Was it going to be like eight months? And I want to see if the fantasy community as a whole, both experts and the public has a changing of the guard with Saquon. You know what happens here? I could f- easily see a scenario where he's going as like a top five running back. Again, I'm just going to like want to pull my hair out.
0: Nope. Do you want to know what happens? I, this is easy. This is a Hollywood script. The fantasy football community overcorrects and they put him way down the board. Ooh, okay. And it's you and I, it's you and I who go, wait a minute. There's some value here with Saquon. If you get him here and here and we're higher on Saquon than most. That's what happens. Here. This, I this see the that, script but, completely flips. But,
2: but here's what happens. He gets a hundred yard, two touchdown game in week 17. And that all goes away. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah, like right.
0: that last image is going to so, uh, yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, it doesn't even need to be Week 18. Just like Week 17, like the the fantasy championship when everybody's really paying attention. Like uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll be. He's one of the players I'm going to be absolutely fascinated to see uh, where he goes next year. But right. a couple other names to note here: the couple of the Jets guys that we just talked about off waivers, both in the top 30 for me: Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, 29 and 30 back to back. Latavius Murray, 31. Those are three guys that could be plug and play flex options for you this week. Um, and the other note is I'm starting both Broncos running backs: Melvin Gordon at 15, Javante Williams at 24 and a really good matchup against a poor Chargers run defense. Both those guys need to be in your lineups. Before we get into the wide
0: receivers and tight ends to close out the rankings, the SEC championship game is just in a just a week away, like about a little bit over a week away. Uh, TDN draft dudes down there for the SEC championship game in Atlanta, Alabama, and Georgia are going to meet up. Come on out and hang out with the draft dudes. They'll be giving away swag. They're partnering with Bud Light Seltzer. So you're going to have just games to be played. You can hang out with the dudes. Bud Light Seltzer is going to be there. Again, there's rumors of a special DJ guest spot by one member of the Draft Dudes podcast. I cannot confirm that rumor, but it is out there. So the SEC championship game, Bud Light Seltzer, TDN teaming up. Uh, the CSX parking lot right across the street from Mercedes-Benz Stadium down there in Atlanta is where all of the fun will be had on December 4th. So if you're down there for, for the SEC championship game, hang out with the draft dudes and TDN. Okay, Jamie. Cooper Cup wide receiver one, Debo Samuel wide receiver two. It's just, it's just a very pretty sight there at the top of the wide receiver rankings. Listen, the, the Debo Samuel train is is has left the station it's gone. running back Debo Samuel now <laughs> so we talked about this are we that conversation has to happen here if he's going to get
2: some eligibility in another position at some point right i don't i don't think they will do it this late in the year um and by the way, because most of the – look, ESPN and Yahoo are the two ones that – look, I don't particularly think they're, they're the best platforms to play on at this stage. Uh, I think some others have come out of the woodwork, like Sleeper, for example. Um, but those are the two that kind of dictate the market. And, sure. And, we'll make, and those are the two most popular ones and the ones with the most people playing. So they would need to make the switch. And quite frankly, um, they're too cowardly to do it. ESPN is probably oh, too cowardly to do wow. it. Yahoo might. Colin House, no, the like, big like, networks. Well, I mean, like with, ESPN, with the ESPN, the Taysom Hill stuff last year pissed off a lot of people. And I get it. And I understand why they flop back and forth on that. But uh, I don't imagine he's going to get RB eligibility. Um, but if he does, that would be obviously a huge boon. Um, but... I don't think they necessarily like the Cordero Patterson, Taysom Hill type codes. I think they feel like that gives certain players a competitive advantage. And I don't think they want to do that. So I doubt they're going to be in any hurry to add Debo Samuel. But it is something I'm monitoring this week, particularly to see how he gets used again, because – I, I do think it's going to be notable if he continues to get a lot of this workload out of the backfield and it starts taking away from his workload as a receiver with Ayuk getting more touches. So I do think it's worth monitoring uh, against Minnesota. And again, it's not like you're ever going to want to bench Debo Samuel, but are we talking like Debo Samuel top five wide receiver rest of the season? Or are we talking Debo Samuel top 20 wide receiver rest of the season? That's kind of the range I'm kind of looking for based on how he's used.
0: Uh, anything else inside your top I don't know, 24 or 32 or so that you want to um, talk about. I think it's
2: a couple new names, a couple young guys into the list there. Elijah Moore, all the way up oh, to 21. You I'm love sure to, love see, to see, it. see it. You love uh, to see it. Great matchup against Houston. going to be heavily involved. Don't even care who the quarterback is at this point. Kind of hope it's not Zach Wilson, to be perfectly honest with you, for fantasy purposes. But um, okay. uh, Elijah Moore is at 21. Darno Mooney at 22. I'm not expecting Allen Robinson to play. Detroit can't cover anybody. Uh, it is Andy Dalton have, probably starting at the quarterback. You no, know, Andy actually. Dalton's starting. This week so uh, I still like that for him. He's going to be the clear wide receiver one there. They peppered him with targets in that game because what else could they, I mean? They had the big play to Marquise Goodwin, but they've got like they've got a, they've got like jakeem Grant and they, they've got a who's who of nobody uh, on that receiving core with Allen Robinson out. So uh, Darnell Mooney should get a big game. Devonta Smith should continue his nice little run there when he goes up against the Giants. So those are some names to kind of keep in mind of and and a waiver wire guy we talked about Kendrick Bourne wide receiver thirty for me. Uh put my money where my mouth is. I do think he is a potential flex option for you right away this weekend. I moved Brandon Ayuk back into my top 40. He might sneak into my top 35 before the end of the week. So, I'm slowly starting to buy back in on him. And maybe the biggest thing of note is my just complete shrug emoji on the Broncos receivers. I don't know if you see them kind of clustered together there, 43, <laughs> 44, 45 Sutton, Patrick Kind Judy. of
0: clustered together? Kind of. They very much are clustered together. They're in it's, a row.
2: Like one of those guys is going to have a really nice game. One, of those, big, game. No, one of those guys e- is going to have a solid game. One of those guys is going to have a bad game. Just big good luck figuring out who it is.
0: No, a big extension for Cortland Sutton. Big game incoming. That's how it works.
2: Yeah, maybe. But,
0: all, right, all right. Yeah. I was going to ask you about Brandon Ayuk if you were if you were slowly starting to get back where we were in the preseason. Where you and it, it's it's starting to reflect in the rankings again. I, I think after the big game that he had and you see him only at 37, You can you, there's maybe a little bit of a disconnect there. But listen, you can't just take one big game and overreact to it, and all of a sudden, he's a top 20 right receiver. You have to slowly kind of see if these things are going to materialize over the course of a season.
2: And this is a good reminder. Like My rankings are kind of like, if you're familiar with like percentiles, my idea is that these are the 50th percentile for these players. And this is, in my opinion, based on the information I have in the matchup, what I think is most likely to happen. This is not their peak. No. Um, so that's where some of this, where I say sometimes when people ask me, questions why I'll say if you're a big underdog in your matchup I might take this guy that's ranked two spots below that guy because I think his upside is higher versus if you're a big favorite so there's some of those factors to, to factor in there but my also thing is like what what happens if Debo Samuel's not used heavily as a runner, Eli Mitchell comes back and does, and are you continue to get that target share? So I still have some questions I want to see, but he's definitely worthy of at least being in flex consideration for you this week.
0: We have a two weeks, and D, and Debo's been good all year, but we have a two week sample size of this San Francisco offense looking the way that it has, which was yeah. such a difference from where it was in the beginning of the season. And you can't all of a sudden start talking about Brandon Ayuk as a top twenty five wide receiver off of a two week sample size of this offense, yeah. all of a sudden being different. It's just not.
2: You you can't do not that. with all the other quality options, not with only two teams Correct. on by like he's again, he's in the flex consideration for you. I think he needs to be considered. I just I, he's not an auto start. Well, we
0: are going to consider the tight end position to close out this portion uh, of the show. Uh, Waller, Andrews, Kittle, Gronk, Dawson Knox, your top five rounding out the top 10 Dalton Schultz, TG Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, Pat Fryer Noah Fant. I am waiting for the day this season because I don't think it's happened yet. That Pat Fryermuth is ahead of Kyle Pitts in these fantasy rankings.
2: It might happen this week. I, I I stared at those two for a while. Like I really, I stared at those two for a while. Um, the Jacksonville matchup is what's kind of keeping me there. Like. Atlanta should be able to throw for like 350 yards against this Jaguars defense. And like, I could see Kyle Pitts having like a monster game. So I don't want to like knock him all the way down. But I sat there and I looked at those two because look, there's no doubt the more productive player over the last month of the season is Pat Fireman. Right. Uh, We've got one uh, for those of you that will see, you won't see it today, but you'll see it tomorrow uh, when we release our Panini rookie stock watch that the down uh, of my two ups and one down is Kyle Pitts. You know, one touchdown this season. He hasn't been great over the last four weeks. Like, uh, his numbers will still probably be decent enough to stay in tight end one territory because the position sucks. But, uh, look, if you start Fryermuth over Pitts this week, I wouldn't I wouldn't knock you at all. Like, to me, like I, even if you started a guy like Noah Fant, who I have at, at tight end 10 over Pitts, I, I would not bat an eye. Like, it's,
0: it's just one of those things where Kyle Pitts has had, I think – one or two like really big fantasy performances over the course of this short season, but there is so much potential for him to only get like three targets and just be and do absolutely nothing with them because this Atlanta offense has just been so bad at times and they were brutal on Thursday night against the Patriots. Yeah. They were brutal, and so it is. There's just so much risk associated with it, and this is the position that we've talked about a lot on the show, Jamie, because you've mentioned it. It's the one position where you haven't really had those the those big time performances. The average points out of this position group is down from years past. So it's tough to find these high level performances. Yeah, like, and, and Kyle Pitts has struggled in a year where he probably could have been a big time option in the tight end group. I know I picked him early because I thought he was going to be a stud in year one. And it just hasn't It just hasn't worked out that way.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you were have told me you're basically going to go almost the entire year without Calvin Ridley and you still wouldn't have these numbers. But this Matt, like here's the thing, though, and here's what concerns me about like saying screw it, sit, sit him down this week. Like this Jacksonville matchup. I mean, if he has a he has eight for one hundred and twenty and two touchdowns, I would not be shocked. Like no. I think there's as good of a chance that he finishes this week as the overall tight end one. than he finishes as like the tight end twenty. I think there's an equal chance and isn't and that that's why problem? he has to kind of be where he is
0: right you have to put him where he's at kind of just in the middle split the difference basically and again if you were anybody that has Noah Fant, mike josecki dallas goddard uh, hunter henry those names right behind him we already talked about Friermuth, and you played those guys over kyle pitts i i wouldn't blame you
2: i get it I, and i wouldn't stop by the way back to back to the points allowed so for all tight ends in the nfl the so this is all not just tight end ones but like the collective tight end position group fantasy point wise this year the average points per game per tight end group is 10.09 like it is bad 10.09
0: anything else from the tight end position that you want to get to before we get out of here no, just make. Uh, I just want to make sure. It was the, good the to see Gronk have
2: a, have a nice game back there. Again, I, I think you can confidently consider keep him in the top five. Um, and as I mentioned, if you're looking for a deep flyer, uh, Juwan Johnson for New Orleans. I know it's not a great matchup against Buffalo. He caught those touchdowns earlier in the year. But if Semien starts and he's going to continue throwing to the tight end, somebody's got to take those those targets that Adam Trotman's given up.
0: Uh, We are back again Sunday night, I think. I know there are three games on Thursday night, but we are back Sunday night. We will talk about those Thursday night games. We'll talk about the Sunday night games. We'll do it all in a post-Sunday recap show. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. Uh, the draft underneath the fantasy tab is where you can find all of these rankings. And Jamie has mentioned it on shows in the past. He's mentioned it on this show. These rankings evolve throughout the week, they change. And with three matchups, six teams playing on Thursday night, you're going to want to keep a, a eye peeled towards those rankings to see what changes, to see what movement happens so you can make good decisions to win your fantasy week. By the way, Jamie, we had an off air conversation in that league that I showed you that I'm making a bit of a run in the playoffs. Picked up the win. I've won four in a row. My playoff odds are now at 40%. It's a big week this week. This is a big week this week. Big week. I mean, to salvage something out of my fantasy season. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Have a great Thanksgiving. We will talk to you on Sunday. Gobble, gobble.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe.